0: Happy Thursday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Toto joined as always on these lovely midweek shows. We've got the one, the only Eric Ruby joining me for the second time this week. We've also got DJ Danielle behind the Mac who has had a busy 24 hours doing AAC postgame show outside shots this morning and got coyotes later. So give Danielle some love on social media because she is absolutely grinding today. Eric as well, doing the Suns post game yesterday, uh, and then lollygagging his way onto this show. You know, this is just what Eric does. Danielle
1: had to cover for me this morning, so thank you, Danielle. Appreciate it, making me look good here, helping me out on outside shots, although that is such a fun show. It's such a fun show to just be a part of that. It's 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 a good experience, right?
2: I've had this conversation so many times in the office. For the most conflict averse person in the <laughs> studio, that is such a stressful show. It's
1: it's a very like they walk in even before the show, like Eddie walks in and just immediately there's darts being thrown Saul's way. It's just it's it's fun though. It's it's fun. It's all
0: in good fun immediately firing off. Just like you cats. wanted to today. You, t- hey, look, you t- I, I don't want to take shots at Eric. No, okay? you told me you literally told me today I, I, that you want to take shots I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Hey, I, mean. I have, I have no, on, idea. So it didn't, it didn't no idea what Eric's talking about no clue. here. Look, this comes just a week after Eric told me that I look like I belong in a Speedo on the I said the that beach. you would rock
1: a Speedo on the beach, okay. which I think is a compliment
0: still. But that's just me. That's just me. I don't want to get into too much Speedo discussion today. So let's go ahead and talk about the Arizona State offseason. We're going to get into Jalen Conyers, maybe shed some tears. James Jonkum, Arizona State linebacker, also entering the portal Uh, We've got some Bo Baldwin news, and then we've got an interview at the tail end of the show. Uh, Arizona State volleyball coach J.J. Van Neal, Pac-12 coach of the year. Uh, Obviously, Arizona State with a big matchup against Georgia in the first round of the NCAA tournament on Friday. So we'll hear from Coach Van Neal, like I said, at the tail end of this show. But grab a snack, grab a drink, buckle up, stay locked in for the next 45 minutes or so as we get ready to talk Arizona State. And I want to start with the toughest news that hmm. Arizona State fans are probably going to get this offseason. Uh, the news that Jalen Conyers uh, will be entering the transfer portal the moment that it opens. Um, this was his announcement that he had posted on social media the other day. If you guys want to go take a look at it on social media and, and read it, it's definitely uh, it's tough, obviously, for the team, and then it's tough for everybody here at PHNX. Obviously, Jalen uh, hosting the high point here. Uh, for the last year been a a great part of phnx as a as an all-city athlete dude has come a a ridiculously long way so it hurts here obviously to not have him um in the studio but for the team losing one of its best players one of its its brightest personalities uh, and a dude that is certainly going to be playing on Sundays down the line.
1: Oh, I mean, without a doubt, he's just—he's built for it. He's got the brain for it. He's got the body for it. It's—it's unfortunate that this situation couldn't work out for him because I—I I do think he's the type of dude that will make life so much easier on a Jaden Rashada yeah. next year. But man, it's just this just stings a little bit more like we, we should be used to like transfer portal (laughs) news and people leaving at this point, not just at ASU, but in general, it's just part of the, the college football business now, but this one, this one sucks. I'm sorry. This one sucks.
0: And the the thing about it that sucks, Um, I, I think the most right is you look for ways to try and be hopeful right? Moving forward. Um, And it really is tough when you are losing a guy like Jalen, who has provided a lot offensively for this team. The last two seasons, a guy that you think can continue to grow. Uh, And look, you're moving to a new conference next year in in the big 12. You have no idea where Jalen's going to end up. I've seen people, I've had people text me. Don't text me about where Jalen's going to end up. Even if I know, I'm not going to tell you where he's going to end up. Uh, And then, then also like there's people that want him obviously to go back to big 12 country right? Go near uh, in Oklahoma. If he ends up going Oklahoma, obviously them not being in the big 12 anymore, but any of those schools, maybe along Texas, like who knows, maybe he opts to go somewhere where he can end up playing Arizona state next year. And I'll tell you what, that would hurt even more. Okay. Just saying, David in the chat, Jed, Jed staying and Conyers leaving not looking good for ASU. Again, it is just the start of the Arizona state off season. uh, And that's something that I think You got to almost take with a grain of salt, right? Like, you know, you're going to lose some of these players and you're also going to get some of these players. Again, like you're taking a home run hitter like Jalen away, definitely stings, but you look at what this does for the rest of that position room, right? And I think that's where you have to go immediately after this, right? Is yes, you lose Jalen, okay? Jalen in reality is going to cost money. He is going to cost NIL money, whether that have been for Arizona State or for whatever university he goes to next, he is going to get his bag, right? And rightfully so, he absolutely should. But what that does for Arizona State is with the return of Bryce Pierre, BP having another year in this offense, that's going to be huge. He's not going to necessarily, again, from NIL, we're we're talking about this in terms of almost collegiate free agency, because that's what this is, is you are not going to have to pay Bryce Pierre as much as you would have had to pay Jalen Conyers. Messiah Swinson has no more eligibility left, so he's moving on. You look at the freshman that Arizona State is bringing in, the number one prospect from Oregon, uh, Jaden Fortier, who's had an absolute monster season at the high school level. He's a kid that you figure is going to come in, immediately have an impact for this team, whether he starts or whether he is uh, behind BP. Like... He's again, he again, like the way I thought about it is let's assume in the perfect scenario, you keep Jalen, Bryce Pierre, and you add Jaden, and then you have whoever else that you have on that tight end roster, right? Jalen's going to cost money. BP is probably going to cost a little bit of money too. And then this freshman who, again, the number one prospect in Oregon, he is going to command something, whether that be NIL, whether that be simply playing time. In my mind, there's not, a, there's not a realistic scenario in today's day and age of college football where you get all three of those guys, where you are able to keep Jalen, mm-hmm. where you're able to keep BP, and where you're able to get a freshman. Not only does losing Jalen allow for the freshman to get playing time next year, but it also allows you to spend that money elsewhere on right. your roster. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, look, there, there are positives along with negatives for everything. And Conyers, he's gonna get it back. Like when you're a type of guy that projects to play in the NFL, you're gonna get a good deal. Yeah. You're gonna get a good amount of money. And that is a place where ASU is lacking. And you could probably think, okay, that's that's something that comes into play here. But the biggest positive for all of this is how Coach Dillingham responded to it. Because yeah. in one of the rare moves for a head coach in this era, he didn't just whine and complain about how unfair this is and how stupid this is. Because look, you can not like the way college football is going, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, like you just kind of have to accept it. There's nothing there is nothing that you can do about it, right? Dilly Jumps up there, says, Hey, wishing the best for my guy, like rooting for you and your success always. And I promise you, man, the people who are still there and recruits like they see that they, they see that stuff. And he is going to be the type of guy that's going to get people to buy in when, when you are operating from where the ASU football program is, where you don't have this deep NIL bag to pull from, right? You don't have the recent success to point to and say, Hey, come to our program. We're going to be a top 25 team. Hey, this program is rebuilding right this is a young coach this is a team that did not have a good year there's a reason why people are transferring out but if your head coach can go out there and be the type of person that people want to play for you're going to keep a Jaden Rashada and not have them enter the transfer portal these high recruits that Kenny's going to go out and get even the local guys they're going to see this yep. like don't whine and complain about how unfair life is and how unfair this all is like look it is what it is. Your guy leaves. It's it's the part of the business. You wish him luck. You say, we wish you were here, but all the best in your future endeavors, I'm rooting for you. Because what do you gain from just whining about it? Yeah, you gain nothing. Winning. Nothing.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think another part of this that maybe people haven't necessarily dove too far into because Kenny's a likable dude. Um, you have to also understand that these aren't Kenny's guys, right? Like, everybody was was losing their mind in, in a positive way over all the freshmen that were tweeting out, you know, year one in the books, looking forward to continuing to right. grow next season, blah, blah, blah. Those are all Kenny's guys. Kenny recruited them all, right? Jalen Conyers, as much as we love him, he wasn't Kenny's guy, right? He was a guy recruited here by Herm. Same thing with Elijah Badger. Same thing for Trenton Borgay. Same thing for, for Geo Sanders and a lot of these guys on the roster, right? They aren't guys that were brought here by this current staff. Now, that doesn't mean they're not valuable. That doesn't mean that this coaching staff doesn't like them, right? Doesn't mean that they're not going to play a role for this team. But that's something that you have to keep in mind as, again, the era of the transfer portal and NIL continues to develop. If you have a new coach in there, regardless of going through a season, there are going to be guys that have question marks because these weren't the coaches that sat in their parents' living rooms and said, hey, come play for us. That wasn't them. That guy, he's at ESPN right now. Like, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And in this specific scenario, again, you lose a a top tier talent like Jalen Conyers. Uh, he's going to go get his bag, and he, he's going to definitely go make an impact at another university. And I think all you can really do is is wish him the best. Now he's like we said, he's not going to be the first, or he's he may be the first, but he's not going to be the last Arizona State player to enter the portal um here in the next few days few weeks even right like how many players did we see last season enter the portal and you're like damn like this this is getting ugly but on the flip side of that then Arizona State turned around with Kenny Dillingham and the staff and brought together one of the best transfer classes um the nation saw so you just got to have a little faith um but again it it is a tough scene to to lose Jalen Conyers from from this team it's a it's a weird spot to be in as a
1: as a program because not only is ASU undergoing a massive change after the Herm Edwards debacle college football is going through a massive change and and ASU is one of the schools that while they're not completely ignoring it they have still yet to really fully get in on the NIL type of experience even to the point where Kenny Dillingham said that's his number one priority this offseason
0: we have breaking news we have breaking news um
1: no oh i just saw your screen
0: yeah so we got breaking news uh arizona state defensive back jordan clark is going to be entering the transfer portal as well uh just reading off the graphic real quick here um saying this is insane for me to even write but i just want to say thank you my time here has been without a doubt the best years of my life through everything that has happened, Tempe has become home for me. Through every adverse situation and personal battle, I've moved closer and closer to the man I've always wanted to become. Thank you to every teammate that I've had here. The memories that we've made are moments I'll cling to forever. Thank you to all the coaches that poured into me while I've been here. Uh, your energy and efforts have helped me evolve as a man and as well as a player. And finally, thank you to Arizona State University and Sunville Nation. Every time I laced them up, I gave you all that I had. With that being said, I will be entering the transfer portal with one year of eligibility left.
1: Well, we were just <sighs> talking about, uh, hey, uh, Jalen Conyers isn't going to be the only one. Like, look, uh, this is just the, this is. Ah! The, <laughs> that's a better way to put it. I was going to try to put it into words, but that that's probably a better way to put that's it. It's frustrating, bro. It's just it. Look, look, look. It's reality check time. Sun Devil fans, like like this, this is what this is going to be like until this program gets turned around. Like like you said, Jordan Clark is one of those guys. Like he wasn't Kenny's guy. He no, was. He's he, going to command money too. He he wasn't Kenny's guy. He was absolutely a leader on this team, and he showed up every single day in day out. It doesn't mean that they're not trying and fighting for Kenny, or the fact that they don't even like him, or they don't like being a Sun Devil, but. When you agree to come into something and you expect somebody to be your head coach, you expect a certain situation. And then that situation changes outside of your control, plus you're in a program that we've repeatedly said over and over again has gotten in its own way to put itself down and not prepare itself for the future. Look, like, like this is this is unfortunately Really shitty, but it's just the way that it is. And I didn't want to see Jordan Clark leave. You don't want Uh, to see Jalen Conyers leave. Like, like these are valuable guys who could have been and were great Sun Devils, right? But now they're just not lifelong Sun Devils. It sucks. It sucks, but look, you just you have to kind of take your lumps now. Understand that a lot of this is because there's stuff going on to the program. That is outside of the players and quite frankly outside of the coach's control and when all of that happens and you're in an era where college football players can now get to the point where they can look out and say what's best for me. You're, you're going to do that. They're just they're going to do that and it sucks when they leave your team. It sucks but like man it, it it unfortunately makes sense. I just wish it didn't like I wish none of this was happening. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I don't, like, I'm actually kind of worried about This you. sucks,
0: dude. This sucks. Screw the football aspect of it. These are guys that, again, that have been in the office that, like, they're just, they're great human beings. And that yeah. you, you obviously, like, seriously, Jordan Clark, class act. Jalen Conyers, class act. Two dudes that, like I said, have been just phenomenal here in the studios. They've been phenomenal leading in the locker room. Uh, and yeah, it absolutely sucks that they're not going to be in a Sun Devil uniform next year. But I'll tell you what, if you're an Arizona State fan, and if you have something specific that you want to say that tries to tear down two young athletes who I can personally say are two of the most humble, respectful, like just great dudes out there. Smart guys too. And then, then just like you're not a college sports fan and you're not, I'll be honest. You're not a good human being. If you want to tear down Jordan Clark, Jalen Conyers and anybody else who enters the transfer portal, um, specifically coming from Arizona state, because I can speak on their behalf that those are guys that leave a lasting impact, not only on the field, but when everybody here found out that Jalen Conyers was going to be entering the portal, like that takes a hit, right? Like they're a part of the family. Here, both of them. Jordan's been in uh, with Jalen a number of times on the high point. And again, it sucks. You wish them nothing but the absolute best. Um, and they're just, again, that that's why it sucks. More so than yeah. even what they do on the field, right? Because like, especially for here, they're family. They're not just players, right? So yeah. that that's that's what stings uh, a whole hell of a lot. And, and they did definitely provide some great things. You look at Jordan Clark, who's been a staple in this Arizona State secondary for Years now, right? Absolutely, just being uh, a veteran leader on this team uh, was something that I think Arizona State valued so much, even through a rough season, right? But this process to try and turn Arizona State into a powerhouse—it's going to take a little bit of time. Time that Jordan Clark, Jalen Conyers, James Joncom who also entered the transfer portal, like they just simply don't have the time for. And let's be real with the with the the state of college football and the transfer portal—they can go get money. They yeah. can go get money, play for a winning team, and they can do it right now, right? And these are two guys that have put in their time at Arizona State, and they're two guys that everybody in the Valley, myself included, will be rooting for wherever they go next. I mean, they like. it's not like they're leaving
1: because they hate it. It's not like they're leaving because they regret being here. They're leaving because they look at their situation because they're two smart individuals, and they say, hey, what I want to do in my life, where I want to be in my life... This is not the best place to do that, and you know what? I think if you went, and the reason why Kenny was so gracious with Jalen leaving, and I'm sure he'll do the same with Jordan, I I think Kenny realizes that. I think we realize that. It's not a secret, right? Like this is not the place to be if you're trying to make a lot of money and win football games. At least not, yeah, next Next year. year. That's what I'm saying. In the future, like I have full. Full confidence in Kenny. Like, talk to the dude. Met like he—he he is the absolute right guy for this job, 100%, bar none. These things take time. In order to get to the point where you want to be, to where guys like Jalen and Jordan aren't gonna have to leave, you can't do that overnight. Hell, look at Colorado. Everybody thought they did it overnight. Everybody thought everything was so peachy and awesome after the first four weeks. And here we are now, and they're losing their entire recruiting class. Like, these things cannot be microwaved. They have to be put in the oven. And unfortunately, some guys don't have time to wait for it to be done. And that's not Kenny's fault. That's not their fault. But it is reality. And it sucks. It blows on a personal level, on a football level, on every single level. But at the same time, again, like he said, don't don't take it out on the players, man. I promise you, if ASU would have been the best spot for those guys, there's not a chance in hell that they would leave. The problem is that it's not right now. And the goal is that in the future, you get to that point where you can actually be that spot where people can feel comfortable staying, not only money-wise, Not only football wise, but continuing to build that culture of people who want to be here. Like it, it's a really, really hard spot to be in, not only as fans, not only as people who cover the team, not only as people who are on the team. Like this all sucks. And a lot of it is the remnants of decisions and mess ups that.
0: People the that people, aren't even associated right, with a program. Exactly. The,
1: the, the people who are actually feeling the impact of it are not the ones who did wrong. And that's fucked up. Like, there's no two ways about it. But at the same time, like, you're, you're not going to be able to get through this this offseason. You're not going to be able to get through this rebuild if you don't take this type of stuff, not with a grain of salt, but just don't take it personally. Like, look at the facts. Look at what's going on. Accept reality and understand that Now, there's a plan in motion to change that. And I think Kenny will change that. And I think you're going to look back in three years and you won't see a place that's going to lose guys like this on this level because everybody will lose somebody to transfer portal. This is
0: why I have trust issues.
1: That's the way that is. This is why. (laughs) This this is is why. This this is is is, why you have trust issues, not anything else.
0: There are other people in my past that give me trust issues. Some other people hit the transfer portal. Yeah, man. Damn. Damn. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn. damn. All those exes just. Getting their bag, I guess. Yeah, I don't bag. know, bro. I don't know. I don't know how it works in the streets <laughs> these days. But look, it's it's definitely a, a super tough situation again. I, I don't want to hammer on this really anymore because they, these are legit just two great dudes. Um, and they deserve the absolute best. And that's really um, all I can say about it. Kind of moving forward with the the Jalen Conyer stuff. There is news at Arizona State is targeting uh, Ryan Boltwood uh, per Chris Cartman, uh, a big 6'4", 225-pound tight end, I believe, a Juco kid. Uh, So definitely be on the lookout for that. He got an offer from Washington State the other day. Um, So Arizona State definitely in play for some of these guys. Also, I believe Arizona State offered a uh, former San Diego State offensive lineman who entered the transfer portal as well, um, who I believe is an Arizona kid. So just some things to to keep uh, a look at. Uh, as these next couple days and weeks go on, it's only going to intensify. Next week is going to certainly be the week that the transfer portal stuff really starts to hit uh, a big day, December 4th coming up here in um, the next few days, something to, to keep your eye on in terms of conversations that I've had about potential players entering the transfer portal. So December 4th, um, if you're an ASU fan, mark it on your calendars, be ready. It could be a good day. It could be a day where you have to throw some back and you just, you just Drink your sorrows away.
1: like um, like Tony said, he's uh he's gonna buy you uh your next shot of fourteen ninety two. I might say, need it.
0: It's it's <laughs> Thursday at almost <laughs> one, and I'm ready for a drink. After all, the, you want me to go? Uh, news, you want to go man. grab a, a, a four peaks and uh can
1: just shotgun it live on air through I, the misery. I
0: might have to at the end of this. I might have to grab myself a four peaks to get through the end of it. But something, I wish that was a transition. Something that's gonna help me, kind of I guess push past the pain, and it should always help you guys push past the pain. It's called this lovely thing called making money. And we like to do it at the Hmm. BetMGM Sportsbook app, right? Look, players entering the transfer portal, they're getting their bag. If you're an ASU fan or if you're just a fan of sports, BetMGM, they're going to help you get your bag as well. They've got a super, super awesome deal for you guys where you can download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 in your BetMGM sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if the bet loses. Now, if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. And we do have a BetMGM parlay pick for you guys.
3: Ooh. In weeks
0: past, I've just kind of shot darts, right? <clears throat> kind of just hoping for for some stuff. Maybe you hit the cash cow. This one, I just got an easy dub for you. Okay. It's a nice, cool, a guarantee. It's a lucky charm, if you will. Give me the Dallas Cowboys money line and give me the Milwaukee Bucks money line playing the Bulls. That's going to give you minus 176 odds. It's nothing too juicy. But if you just need a win... If you're an Arizona State fan and tonight you just need a win. Oh, you need a win. This will get you that win, guys. Again, sign up for BetMGM and use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook Mobile app of at least ten dollars. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details, analysis and a shame. Talk about disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369-NEW-YORK. Call one 327 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023-Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
1: Ontario. Get stuffed, Ontario. Get stuffed? Yeah, get that's... Ontario. stuffed, Ontario. That's, uh, that's an Expo <laughs> S-O specialty. It, you just slam yeah.
0: Ontario. Yeah, like uh, well, because they don't to like the to the have hoop?
1: fun. They don't like to have fun. So get stuffed. <laughs> get stuffed, Ontario. Or Ontario. You know who's who's not going to be at Gila River Resorts and Casino?
0: People from Ontario, exactly, because they don't like to
1: have fun. And if you like to That's have crazy. fun, baby, come to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. It's an authentic and an immersive experience. Now, I I was not a big casino guy, you know, growing up or anything like that. Was, but I went to our live shows and I went to to Wild Horse Pass. And let me tell you, man, like that that place gets bumping. That that place gets bumping. And if you want to go and just forget some of your sorrows from the transfer portal and you want to transfer some money into your pocket, not only can you use BetMGM, baby, which there is the BetMGM sportsbook at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, but you can just go there and have fun. Forget a little bit about the pain and the suffering of being an ASU fan, baby, and just zone out and have a good time. It's an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement you won't find anywhere else in the desert. The bar is just it's, it's all the way up here. It's it's high. The state-of-the-art gaming floor, over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games. Not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook where you can go in and put in that parlay with negative odds, which is quite the sight to see. Uh, you can go and do that at Gila River Resorts and casinos. They also got food options. Look, they got dining options, everything. They got rooftop restaurants. You want to forget your sorrows? Go to a rooftop restaurant. I know I want to go. I want to see you there. Just remember... It's simple. Three words. You do you. And you do it at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Hila.com for more details on how you can forget the pain. <laughs> because f- fuck man, Jordan Clark's gone. Jalen Conyers is gone.
0: Dude. Shut up, Eric. I, I can't. I <laughs> can't. Look, look, everybody enough negativity. We're Damn. done with the negativity today. Okay Play the wind music. All the stuff all the stuff is behind <laughs> us that stuff we're on, like tunnel vision. We're looking to the future. We've got a good thing that happened. Bo Baldwin's not the offensive coordinator That's right. anymore. That's a great thing. Yeah, he wasn't really uh we're the last minute <laughs> of the season anyway, but yeah. now he's officially gone. We will get into <laughs> Bo Baldwin departing here in a second. But first there's like I said, there's been a lot of negativity in, in everybody in the chat, I want you to do me a favor and answer the question that I'm about to ask Eric. Okay? Eric. We're just again. We're trying to. We're trying to change the vibes here. We're trying right. to get some positivity going. What is something that brings you positivity? Something that just puts a smile on your face, Eric. And if you say your fiance, I want you to get the fuck out. I'm just, gonna, just, leave <laughs> just, just you, you. I can't. It's. I feel like. Ah, <laughs> oh, so frustrating. I need you. I'm trying to. I, knew, me to, gonna, I like, knew he was gonna. I knew gonna say his fiance too, and I can't be like, oh don't, don't ask me what makes
1: me happy if you don't want the answer, she brother. She's in the
2: chat, so like, I am sure
1: she makes you so happy. His hands no.
2: are kind of tied. Like, oh, oh like, like, she could not be in the chat. Listen, I, the I don't, thing. I don't want to hear it either. But like, I, God, I, I, get yo, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. don't I rub I your happiness it. in our face, Eric. <laughs> what the
1: fuck? I thought we were trying to be happy. Okay, I thought we were trying to be happy. A way we can all be happy, man. Okay, a way we can all be happy. Bubbles or some shit. Okay, you want You want to hear something that will make you happy? What what makes me smile, (laughs) It's Honestly, the fact that she even changed her last name in the chat. She did. She did. She did. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's that's real shit right there. That's right. Anyways, Glenn hit it. Glenn hit it right before me. I was stalling, but I I love the fact that. Penny Dillingham has been so upfront.
2: Quit stalling, Eric. Say something. Okay,
1: he's been upfront. And he's been serious about fixing all the problems with ASU. We have somebody who's in charge who actually knows what they're doing, who's actually going to put a plan in motion, and who I have faith in fixing it. Does it suck right now? Yes, but I did not have any faith in the prior regime. I did not have any faith in the prior AD guys. It sucks now. This is rock bottom, and that sucks. No, it's to not. Exce- no, it is. You no. didn't do the post game show where they lost to Eastern Michigan. I don't want you to. To sit here okay tell kids. me that this is rock bottom okay because it's not okay then we're on the upward trajectory and that's the positive part okay yeah shit sucks right now it blows it is depressing but god damn it it's gonna
2: get fixed
0: that's what makes you happy. Can I? Can Kenny? I? Can I actually answer
2: the question? You can. You can. You uh, can. I answer, think, you can I think. Answer please. The question. I think
0: we, uh, you can answer the question. Puppies
2: and banters.
1: This motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you. He. He was. He was here. He's not. He happy. was here. He's no, not happy. I'm not. He He's not happy. Saw, saw, GM Saul Bookman's in here now. He tried to sit here and be like, this is rock bottom. Because Jordan Clark just entered the transfer portal as well, right? So he's over here. This is rock bottom. I said, no, it's not. You didn't do the post-game okay. show where they lost to Eastern Michigan. I'm not That s- was rock bottom. You lost to, quote, Sean, you lost to a bunch of guys who were cashiers at McDonald's and future insurance salesmen. And then you had to do a post-game show. Don't tell me this is rock bottom. Okay, okay.
1: I didn't mean specifically, literally today. I meant as a program for the outlook of it. Like, this is, this is, again our boy, Chris Garman, uh, the worst post-World War II season in ASU football history. Like, yeah, maybe this isn't the one individual moment that sucks the most. Cause Hey man, I was running the broadcast for that ASU Eastern (laughs) Michigan game. Okay. I had to work for 12 hours on that day running that show. So listen, I understand what rock bottom is like. This is hopefully the worst your program is going to be going forward. That's what I'm saying is the future should be better. If it's not, Ooh. Saw I'm at an emotional
3: spot. Watch what you no, say no, here. I got you. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna try to make you feel better. At least your rock bottom was a winless season, and then a one win season in which, in between those two, you lost seventy to seven.
0: You're right. It, you could be Arizona. That a could years be ago. rock
3: bottom. And and to make you feel even better, we recovered from that. Yeah. So you guys can too. You just have to the right person.
1: You have to have the right guy in charge. I think Kenny is the and right that's, guy, and I agree with you. That's that's all I'm saying. Like you ask me what makes me happy, it's it's the fact that that Kenny's the but one who's crazy. driving this. That's crazy. That's
0: crazy. Outside of football, in all seriousness, what makes you happy? is okay, like that no, like no, you we you like no i thought like, we
1: were talking about because you told me not to do something personal no, my you can do fiance something personal. I'm okay is the only I, thing in your life I, that makes you happy your fiance Nah, i like i like basketball i like ogs. Okay, okay uh, <laughs> okay i like my cats i like my family i like good food uh i enjoy what the weather is like nowadays okay. and that it's not 115 degrees outside yeah. look i can be yeah. mr positivity if you yeah. want me to baby okay okay, okay. i'm here for i'm just you? over here
2: trying to say puppies and bandanas yeah there we go yeah puppies and what Bandanas, bandanas, like very, very specific. Bandanas, puppies, band, bandana puppies.
0: Oh, you're talking puppies in
2: bandanas. Yeah, not, not separate, but together. Separate. No, and band, I'm no, like, huh, That's that's an in, interesting. In bandanas,
0: specifically. I'm trying to think what makes me happy, which is kind of interesting that I have to. I'm think about to say it. it's what hard. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, I think. Out of all, I'm tough. most interested tough. to hear your answer. What makes it me happy?
0: no I do. I love eggs, man. You do but love like, eggs. not like that's not something that I'm like. Ooh, that makes me super happy. What makes me happy, dude? I feel like I need to... I don't know. I feel like we're going I feel a little like i dude to go talk <laughs> to somebody <laughs> about this, dude. All right,
1: guys. We're going to end the show. I'm going to hook Toe Tree up with a therapist. You and know we're going to be like, doing good.
0: I like it when I get locked into like a show, like yeah. a Netflix show yeah. or like an HBO show. And I could just... I get my snacks. I take an OGs. And you're, you're locked in. And I'm just in. locked in, dude. Locked Like in. nothing else matters. I'm sitting here watching like episode 1700 of shameless or new girl or whatever and i'm just locked in can Can i answer answer for you i know what makes you happy. what makes me happy music music does make you were
1: talking about it before the show you're like man i really like music i
0: do right now i'm on a vibe where a song will play and i'm just like cruising in my car just like with the biggest smile on my face there are probably people that are driving past me like what the fuck is this dude so happy about and i'm over here listening to like i don't know Carly Rae Jepsen just like that, that's what I got
2: playing that's making me happy dude I don't know what you want from me uh but that's we we started the show just blasting the wind music
0: you're right the wind music makes me can we and can uh, we play the wind music real quick I know we're in the get, middle
2: of a show but the wind music makes me happy and we were like it's gonna be a positive the wind, show Yeah, you're right. We did, we, we did say we're here gonna we be a positive
0: show but the wind music it, it should make everybody happy right And right now, Arizona State's winning because Bo Baldwin's not the offensive coordinator anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Bo Baldwin, no longer ASU's OC, not going to be returning to Tempe next season. He was relieved of his play-calling duties after the Week 3 loss to Fresno State. Arizona State, while Bo Baldwin was calling the plays, was outscored in their non-conference games 77 to 39. Not good. That's not a good offense, is it? Eric. It's is not it? good. You, really? Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. We, I'm, I'm, did we Did we get our stat Let me check on the notes. Let me check the notes. Yeah, it says not good. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you there. I, I would I would also go out on a limb and say it's not good. And while it is it, it is a, a good thing, he's no longer uh, going to be with the program, I will say uh, from an optic standpoint, playing the moon music and dancing on his grave is... <laughs> <laughs> such, it kind of it kind of hit me in the moment. I if you're if you're listening to the show, I really 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 encourage you to go back to this moment on on the on the video on PHNX YouTube. Um, because it kind of hit me in the middle where I was like dancing, I was grooving and I was like I'm talking about a man losing his job. Uh-oh. You How can much but, money yeah, did can,
2: make can, last year. You can pinpoint the moment where you realize. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> I guess, I got
1: I got a little uh, bit a little little bit a uh, little bit regret. No, look, look man. If we're talking Personally, I wish the man nothing but the best. At the same time, um, uh, I also wish ASU football nothing but the best. You should have seen. Just you should have not
0: happening. This just wasn't happening well, under him. We didn't even do nothing to Bo. You should have seen what we did when Donnie Henderson was relieved of his duties as defensive coordinator. We
2: just spent a whole segment talking about how great it is that that Kenny Dillingham is out here wishing nothing but the best for his players. And then and we're we over here. Well, goddamn it! I'm not Kenny.
1: Uh, 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 I'm not Kenny. Listen. Oh, what a day!
0: What yeah, a this day! Is, uh, this is this is a Bo weird Baldwin's going to land man. on his feet. Bo Baldwin's going to land on his feet. He's going to be absolutely fine. This dude has been coaching college football for a while now. It's not like he's like he's yeah, not he'll be fine. He's got plenty of money. He's losing an offensive coordinator position at a D one program. His bank account is going to be just fine. Um, and, and look, Arizona State. When you're trying to trend in the right direction, they need to be able to find an offensive coordinator if they're not already on the staff that is going to be able to utilize the weapons that they have, that is going to make year two for Jaden Rashada or whoever's quarterback for ASU next season to make it the best possible offensive situation, right? And that obviously starts with the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. Um, and, And there was just a lack of almost chemistry, it felt like. It felt like, especially when you get to when Kenny started calling the plays and the creativity, the shots that Arizona State was trying to to take. That's that's the big thing for me that was lacking for Arizona State, really all season long, but especially when Bo Baldwin was calling the plays, is there were specific instances where, yes, Arizona State was able to take a shot and capitalize. But those were so few and far between that Arizona State's offense didn't really have any juice, right? It was methodical. We're going to constantly try and pound the rock. We got a little bit of play action here. If we can't move the football, then guess what? We're going to be in a really tough position to try and score points. And for Arizona State, that was the issue, right? They struggled to find that big play. They struggled to be able to score points. And ultimately, that led to Kenny Dillingham taking over as the offensive coordinator, at least calling plays for Arizona State throughout the rest of the season. And you saw, at moments, Arizona State's offense was able to get going. Now, it's going to be interesting to see if Kenny decides to call the plays moving forward, where they go with an offensive coordinator, um... In the future, do you kind of go outside of your current staff? Do you promote within? That's the question that I think Kenny has faced now. Um, and if it were me, I would probably promote. I would promote either Sean Aguano or Rashad Samples yeah, um, those to OC. Names. Because you look at specifically Sean Aguano calling the plays for ASU at a point last season. Again, mm-hmm. you saw the offense start to pick up. In, in all honesty, I really like Sean Iguano as an OC calling the plays. And then Rashad Samples, a dude who eventually is certainly going to be a, a head coach at the Division I college level. This is a way to retain him, of course, while also allowing him to grow um, as a coach.
1: Yeah, I, I think you nailed it with those, those two names. Those are two at the top of the list. You may be looking at Jason Mons, the tight ends coach who used to be the head coach at Saguaro and,
0: and basically
1: had a dynasty over there, but... Iguano and Samples. Now, I want to focus on Iguano a little bit, then we'll go to Samples, because I covered uh, Iguano when he won a state championship, one of his many, over at Chandler, and I've been following him throughout, obviously, his entire coaching career. And I was actually a very big proponent for him to be in heavy consideration for the head coaching job here and possibly even get it. I I think he's just that type of guy. Players love him. He's incredible at connecting with people, and he's a very smart football mind. Okay? You want to know what... ASU didn't have really a problem with this year. And you can maybe say as part of it is because they had really good talent at the position, but running backs, okay? Like, like Cam Scadaboo and the way that it was drawn up for him and the different styles and the different ways that he was used as a multi-faceted player, that, that is Sean Aguano's fingerprints on that. And, and I do believe that he has the type of brain and the type of mind and also the type of personality to be up front and to be that offensive coordinator on the field, and then also recruiting wise, like that—that's a—that's a really big deal. Like you want guys that can sit down in the living room and talk with a high school player, connect with them. Sean Aguano is one of those guys. Rashad Samples, like you said, this this guy might be a head coach in college football yeah. before we even know it. Yeah. And the natural progression for him would be offensive coordinator. And I think that either of them would be good choices. I personally would go with Iguano because I think he's a little bit more steady in a position where this team needs a little bit more steady. And I also think he's less likely to be honest, to leave and go get a head coaching job. And that's something where right now, if you're Kenny Dillingham, you don't want to be cycling through offensive coordinators because I, I think Kenny can handle play calling duties, but I also think he's better when he can just look at everything from a bird's eye view. Yeah. And you give samples a year at offensive coordinator. Look, if he's the best guy, that you give it to him. But he he might be gone. He he might be gone if it's if it's if it's good enough. And then you lost your offensive coordinator in the middle of your rebuild. Like that's that's not what you want. I I think Iguano's the type of guy who who's going to want to stay local. His family's here. He's been here and coaching in this community and making ties in this Arizona community for well a lot longer than people have known his name. And I I think he should get a shot. That's me. But uh, I I wouldn't be mad at samples. I would be a little hesitant on uh, on Mons. I think it would be more of a okay. Like we think that you are not being utilized to the level that you need to as a tight ends coach. But um, plenty of options. I I wouldn't be surprised if they go outside. Yeah, you know, because it, look, they might just need some some new voice, a new new face.
0: This is gonna be uh definitely something to watch as the next few weeks kind of progress to see kind of where Glenn is going with this. Does, does Dilly have to wait till bull games are done to find an OC? Does he go out of Tempe to find his guy or does he promote... From within, like I said, though, that is going to be something that you're going to want to stay locked into PHNX Sun Devils all offseason long because we're obviously going to be following that search and then continuing the discussion on the transfer portal. Before we switch things up on you guys, want to tell you about our friends over at Arizona Lottery. They're helping you make the holidays even sweeter with some holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. They make last minute shopping easy and they make the perfect gift. There are scratchers for everybody on your list maybe a producer named Danielle maybe a co-host named Eric maybe mom dad or even GM Saul Bookman and they start at just one dollar they started a dollar this one right here is two dollars okay that i've got with the opportunity to win ten thousand. so eric i'm gonna go ahead and dog scratch if, this if, if you win if you win this i think we can get jalen to come back out of the transfer you portal think, think i think that's so what it's gonna take
1: i think so i have
0: to give jalen my prize here if i win the scratcher
1: if, if if it makes him stay i think that it's your duty
0: okay so as, got uh, as anthony totry here. to do that Four and 15 are the winning you, Now, numbers. do you know how this works? Like, yes. do you know how you win? So I have to, so you're scratching, I scratched off the winning numbers and then all these prize numbers down here. They have to match. And then I also have to get a little, um, if I get the, the sleigh, then mm-hmm. it's double. But if the numbers at all match, then I win. Okay. So this is a 40. Oh, there's two numbers on each thing. Oh, oh let's go. Okay. So there's double the opportunity. Again, this is only $2.00. $2 with a chance to win 10000 I feel like that's a pretty good trade-off. Would you say?
1: I would trade $2 for $10,000. That's okay, just me, so that's though. Three eighteen two.
0: 2.
1: Man, you Eight. are being very slow and methodical with this. Dude, I, mean, I'm, when we're talking I need, 10, you, to, $10, I need here,
0: you to get in there and just
1: start scratching. I'm just
0: going to see if any of these numbers even match my winning number. And none of them do. That's unfortunate. Uh, but there was a 10K in here. There was ooh. actually two opportunities to win $10,000. Uh, if the number was 19 or 2. Well, that's the great part about it only being $2. Go buy another one. Again, with the opportunity to win $10,000 and top prizes up to half a million dollars, go check them out. Go out and buy your Holiday Scratchers today. Yeah, and I mentioned this last show, and I think there's a reason why I'm going to continue to be doing
1: the Hero Bread read, is because (laughs) uh, I'm a realist when it comes to the holidays, and it is really hard not to gorge yourself. So many delicious meals, so many thicker, like heavier foods for the winter. But look, it doesn't all have to be that way. You don't have to worry about gaining too much weight or or being unhealthy. <laughs> Sorry, there was a comment in the chat that, that threw me off about Totri using his fingernails oh, to, to scratch off the scratcher. I think he, were you, you were using a, I was using, we got, got a little a coin.
0: coin. Yeah, a little coin thing
1: here. Yeah, you want to use some of your coin to get some hero bread. They got sliced go. breads, buns, tortillas. They're all available at hero.co or on Amazon. It's really just that easy. Now, listen... There's good taste. There's good texture. It's not one of those healthy breads that you bite into it. And you wonder to yourself, is this actually food? (laughs) Because I've look, man, I've done that. Like I, I try to be healthy on certain things. And like bread is one of those that I've gone through the gauntlet. And let me tell you, it's hard. It's hard to find a healthy bread that tastes good, but hero bread just does it right. Plus they're high in fiber. If you need some help with that ultra low net carbs and no sugar, That's the big one. No sugar. You don't want no sugar in your bread. All right? Right now, Hero Bread is offering listeners 10% off your first order. Go to hero.co and use code P-H-N-X to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. No M on the end of that. Okay? No M dot co.
0: Hero.co. Save 10%
1: today with code P-H-N-X.
0: Guys, for the majority of the show, we've talked about people obviously leaving. Arizona State. And granted, there's going to be time where we get to talk about the players and coaches coming to ASU. But right now, I want to take the time to talk about a a coach that is at Arizona State, and he's transforming a a program that for a while hasn't necessarily even reached the height that it's currently at in year one. And I'm talking about Arizona State volleyball. JJ Van Neel coming over from USC to lead this Arizona State women's volleyball program to the number five seed in the NCAA tournament. This is a Sun Devil team that's got a date with Georgia Friday night. Uh, see if they can take care of business in the first round. I had the chance to sit down with Coach Van Neal a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, just a phenomenal dude, a phenomenal coach. Uh, and you guys will listen here in, in a second just just about you know where this team has been, his philosophy, the culture in this program. Uh, but J.J. Van Neal, an, an absolute just monster, monster of a coach and then a, a great human being as well. This is the interview uh, with J.J. Van Neal. We're joined now by Arizona State Women's Volleyball Coach J.J. Van Neal. Coach, Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Obviously, a great season. Not over yet. The postseason, the NCAA tournament, just a couple days away for you guys. But I do want to start with that Pac-12 Coach of the Year Award and just what it means to you and then just, I guess, the entire team. right? I think earlier today you said it really is an award for the entire team.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, personally, I think it's an honor because it's voted, you know, by your peers. You know, we vote for um, for the Pac-12 awards. So it's nice to that they recognize me, and, and I'm very thankful yeah. for that. Um, but I think more importantly, it's at the end of the day, like you're not winning a coach of the year if, if your team's not doing some good stuff. And um, this team has been really special since I walked in the door back in, you know January of, of this year and uh, so I think it's it's really more of a it's an award for them and all the hard work and um, grits and just everything they've done to you know be great and improve themselves and they have I mean they've been they've been awesome this year so far and it's been really fun to watch them grow
0: absolutely you talk about getting here in January this program obviously needed a little bit uh, of a revamp and I feel like the moment that you got here uh, a new culture, a new level of play, and I think that has ultimately led to you guys having a phenomenal twenty-six and six season. Obviously, the the number five seed uh, in the NCAA tournament, a match on Friday against Georgia. But really, before we get into the postseason too much, for you as the head coach, when you get here, like what goes into the idea of like, okay, we have to we have to change the way that this has been done in the past here? Um, or is that really kind of the, the thought process when you get to, uh, Arizona state university for the first season?
3: Um, no, I mean, at no point did I ever ask him, like, how did you do things before? Uh, like for me, it was like, it was when I walked in the door, you know, there was, I mean, one was just some vulnerability of like, Hey, I'm going to screw some stuff up and I hope yeah. you guys will have a little grace with me. Cause, uh, you know, we're just trying to get this thing going. But, um, but it was gonna be first about building our culture. And, you know, I'm a very, I'm very much a, a stats guy and all about training in the gym. Like I love training um, maybe even more than matches. And uh, so that's like really important to me always in any gym I've ever been in. But right away I told him like, hey, like our first meeting was all about what we're gonna do from a just a culture standpoint, how we're gonna build culture and we're gonna build relationships and trust because you know, without that, you can't have if you don't have trust, you can't really even have a culture. Right. So um, and they were all in. It was cool. You know, and I think it's really hard when you're in a program and someone comes in because that person didn't recruit you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's a it's a really uncomfortable place for the athletes to be. And, uh, you know, I tried to remember that, you know, I've been through a couple of other situations like that as an assistant coach, but with a new head coach in any program. And. Mm-hmm um it's a it's a really really uncomfortable place for the athletes to be so i think trying to really build the relationships first um was important to us as a staff and then of course you know after a couple weeks of going through stuff we really started to implement like i I did a deep dive of just all my stats geekiness and just said hey these are the things we're going to trade in the spring and we'll continue next fall and, and, I, and we think if we can get good in these areas then we can um, put more wins on the board than we did last year and that was kind of the extent of looking at the past was just here's where we were and then here's where we need to be with some measurables you know, mm-hmm. you can measure it then you can manage it and uh and that was kind of the extent but it, it was never like how did you do it before i i just i didn't want to go down that path i think yeah you know that's not fair to the prior coaches, even, you know, um, you're not in their gym and you don't know what, what happened. So yeah. uh, it was more about, this is where we are, this is where we want to go and let's go do this.
0: Absolutely. You bring up culture and obviously I think you see it kind of around Arizona state sports with different coaching staffs, different players, different rosters, and just the time it takes to instill uh, a culture, whether that be in year one or even uh, with a program that's in year five or six, how would you describe the culture that you have with your roster?
3: Uh, I think our culture is one of the reasons why we're good, if I'm being honest. And, uh, you know, it's probably several years ago when I first got into college coaching, that, like, wouldn't have necessarily been something I was – we talked much about. It was like, oh, these are the numbers. we got to pass better. we got to do this and this and this. But um, it's just a special group. And I think I was fortunate in that there was only nine players here. So I think building sort of the things that were important to us, like relationships, um, like investing outside of the volleyball gym. Um, we do quite a bit of stuff that's outside of volleyball together, which I think is important. Um, but I think if you have a big group, it's maybe a little harder to get that implemented. So I think the fact that we, we only had nine and they were just an unbelievable group that was just so fired up and ready to go. Um, it just I'm not going to say it was easy because, of course, it's never easy. There's always challenges in the long, long way. But uh, I think it made it, a lot more manageable to try to implement things quicker um, because that group. And then the cool thing was they were able to bring all the things that we value in our culture and the new kids that came in and they were able to kind of wrap them in and the new kids have been phenomenal too. So like when I got, you know, it's volleyball is weird because you, you know, the end of April is the last time you get to work with them and then you basically don't see them all, all summer aside from when they come to camp. So you don't get to coach volleyball with them at all. And so we had our nine and then we had six new people and they were doing some stuff in the, in the gym, open gyms or whatever in the summer. But like, I didn't get to see them until literally August, whatever, 8th, I think was our, wow. our final day. And, you know, to be able to go in on that day and, and even some of our systems were already kind of like the new kids kind of knew a little bit already. So it was, that was cool to see, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah. we, I mean, we have, we have a pretty veteran team, but like they had already taken on our wings and kind of, this is what we do as a culture. And this is what we do in the gym and, and we're kind of already, I don't know got a little jump start there so it's it's been it's been a special special group of kids that um you know i will for the rest of my career have the uh, picture that's uh, right there <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, picture from our spring of like that first nine and I'll, that'll never leave my uh my desk it's a that's group.
0: awesome that is awesome. It, it, you bring up, you're a your numbers guy, right? So let's get into the numbers just a little bit, right? The, the 26 wins, the number five seed in the NCAA tournament, uh, 18, I believe, in the rankings, depending on where you look. And then for the player awards, five players receiving honors the most Sun Devils have had uh, in a single season. For you, what has been the highlight, right? And I know the seasons, that you guys still hopefully have a, a long ways to go. But for you to this point, was there ever a moment where you sat down and you were just like, "Man, that that feels good"?
3: Uh, after the Arizona match, I I haven't really clicked on Kimber and Oliver Presley's has a two thousand twenty three milestones. Yeah, just kind of all the whatever things we've done, and, and I've avoided it because I try not to just get wrapped. I mean, I didn't even pay attention to our ranking um, mm-hmm. for the for the year and. And I do it on purpose because any team you play has a shot at beating you. Mm-hmm. And so you got to be focused on who are you playing next? What do you have to do to get prepared for them? How do you get your, like, where are the areas that your team has to get better? And um, so on the way up on the bus, I, I clicked on it. And I think the cool, it's just been cool to see how many things the team has been able to, how many firsts the team has been able, been able to accomplish. And it's a team thing, you know, and um, just like, go, like having the best record that we've ever had in the Pac-12. I don't know, that was cool to me. I, I'm a Pac-12 guy. My whole life, from when I was a kid, it was always it was a Pac-10 growing up. I went to USC in the Pac-10, and then I've only coached in the Pac-12. And it's a really, really hard conference. And so I think knowing that we kind of got, we're gonna end up with the best win-loss record in the Pac-12 that's ever been in Sunday history is kind of cool. Um, but uh i don't know for me that the special thing has just been the contributions from our team across the board and there's kids that the fans don't necessarily see play in a match that are so important to us in our practice gym and then make like that make our passers better because they're ripping serves and they're really good at serving yeah they're really good at defending so it makes our hitters better because they understand tendencies and they go after them and um I don't know that's that's really special to me. So it's it's a it's a team. I think that's the cool thing about this team is they are a team.
0: I, I think a lot of people obviously and rightfully so talking about all the highs of, of this season, right? Obviously first year head coach, uh Pac twelve coach of the year, all the, the player awards, the NCAA tournament just ahead. For you though, as the head coach, what do you think has been the the biggest challenge for you or maybe the area that you feel like you've grown the most since you got here in January?
3: uh that's a good question um i think for me it's it's not on the volleyball piece it's and it's not even on the uh relationships with the players piece it's it's like managing my staff Mm -hmm. um and managing the program is probably the place where i've had to grow the most and i'm still not there i mean i tell my staff i'm sorry like way too often You know, they give me an unbelievable amount of grace because I'm pretty intense and very competitive, and quite frankly, a workaholic. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that's an area that I'm still trying to be better at and grow at. You know, and uh, I'm lucky; I've got an amazing uh, staff around me. They're pretty—they're really special.
0: Most definitely, I, I think something that that you and I talked a little bit off camera. Looking forward to this matchup against Georgia on Friday. Uh, just what is it going to take in your mind to take down a team in Georgia that has had uh, a really good season as well?
3: Yeah, uh, Georgia's good. And, um, you know, you're watching on video. They have um, Fisher, their middle, is getting, you know, almost five kills a set, which is crazy from a middle. But They run out yeah. of the back row. They find ways to find her. So, um, I, you know, for us, I it sounds very cliche, but the whole season, you know, our wins are usually because we're serving really tough and because we're passing really well, you know, we're, we're not, I wouldn't say we're the most physical team, um, mm-hmm. at all. And so in order to win volleyball matches, if you're not physical, you have to be really good with your ball control. So our first contact's gotta be really good. So when they serve, we got a in system. And if we do that, we can run our speed. The funny thing is Georgia is very similar, um, from the standpoint of they run a really, really fast ball to, to their pins. Uh, and then they find their middle uh, a lot so I think for us it's can we knock them off the net and serve a sieve um, to make it a little harder for them to run so fast to the left and maybe a little more challenging for them to get to get the ball to their middles um, which they they do a really good job you know tom does a good job out there so
0: it's definitely going to be a fun match on, on Friday. I know I'm looking forward to it. A lot of people here in the Valley are looking forward to it. Coach, last couple questions before we get you out of here. I know you are a very, very busy man. Just in terms of the support that you have seen from Sun Devil Nation thus far this season in your first year, uh, what would you like to say to them in the way that they have, I feel like, treated your team um, so far this season?
3: Um, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for the fan and alumni support that we've had literally since I walked in the door I mean some of my first texts when I got the job were from some very famous alum which was really special but we ended up um, Kimber I we just found out last week but um, we ended up 12th in the nation in attendance per game wow uh, we averaged over 3,000 I want to say it's like 3200 people on average in our matches and it's really really special I mean I, I've said it before like, I want this to be kind of a destination where people think of this like almost like men's basketball. Like, yeah, we're going to the volleyball game. Yeah, And, uh, you know, I think we can get there. And I think people around here are really passionate about volleyball. And I've really appreciated all the support. Um, You know, I love when I'm out and, like, people will stop me. I'm like, I'm I'm a nobody. Like, I can't even believe they recognize me. Um, But it's really cool because it just shows me how passionate. It's one of the reasons why I wanted this job because I felt like this is an area where volleyball can matter. And you have really, really passionate fans. And I love that. It's one of the reasons, like I said, I wanted, like, I was so excited for this opportunity because every time I, I visit here on the other side and you walk around in your USC gear, Utah gear, like, people are talking smack and <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah. like, that's what you want. You want a group that's just fired up for ASU. And, and I feel like we have it. So thank you to all of our fans. Uh, it means so much. And when you guys come to matches, you have no idea what a difference it makes.
0: It's exciting. It's exciting. And I feel like it's only going to grow, obviously, as the season goes on and then as the years go on as well. Coach, before we get you out of here, going to kind of take it away from the the ASU uh, volleyball side of things for this last question. I'm curious um, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
3: Man, you're you're catching me. I'm drawing a blank here. Just um, some
0: words of wisdom.
3: Yeah, I think um, you know one of one of my old bosses uh, in my hedge fund days used to talk about. He called the Wall Street Journal rule, you know, and it was kind of like if if your actions were posted on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, you know, would your would your grandma or grandpa be proud of you or disappointed in you, and uh, you know, he's like, that. that's usually a pretty easy test when it comes to kind of making some decisions, you know? So, yeah, uh, that's one that I don't know. I've, I've always liked that. But uh, so that's probably the one that comes to my head quickest.
0: Definitely words to live by. Coach J.J. Van Neal, Pac 12 coach of the year, Arizona State volleyball coach. We appreciate you and best of luck in the NCAA tournament, coach.
3: Thanks so much. Thanks for having me today. Appreciate it.
0: Absolutely love getting the opportunity to, to chat up with with Coach Van Niel. And again, if, if you haven't been paying attention to what Arizona State Volleyball has been doing this season, it's okay. You have the opportunity to pay attention tomorrow, 4.30. They take on Georgia. Um, in Utah, it, it's definitely going to be one hell of a postseason for the Sun Devils. So stay locked in. Also... All show long, we've been telling you about partners that are going to help you make money, help you save money, and we're back at it with Circle K because that's what they're here to do. They're helping you guys save money, and they're helping you do it every single day with their new free membership program called Inner Circle. You guys can save $0.25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups, and then you can save $0.03 cents per gallon every single day. That adds up. What have we been telling you about those holiday scratchers or just the dollar or maybe $2? Well, maybe you found the way to start paying for it with Inner Circle. Get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. We're talking pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. Not to mention they've got great deals on sports drinks, on energy drinks. They have it all over at your nearest Circle K. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details.
1: All right, listen, I have a, I have a conundrum. I a conundrum. A pro- I have a problem. I'm sorry. That's a big word. Um, conundrum or problem? Both. Oh, okay. Uh, multiple syllables, it always gets How a do you spell tough. conundrum? Don't put me on the spot like that, man. Come on. I'm a talker. I'm not a yeah, speller. You're right. You're right. Go right. get Gerald or right. Jesse, Jesse here yeah, for yeah. a speller. Okay, listen. You want to hear my problem? Let's hear it. I got these beautiful pair of Shady Ray sunglasses here, and you I do? would love to put them on, but I got my, my glasses on. Oh. <sighs> And, you know, if only there was a way... It kind of works. If only... Yeah, it actually kind of does work. If only there was a way that I didn't have to do this thing so stupid with my... Gla- oh, wait. Shady Rays offers prescription sunglasses. And I got to get my hands on that with some of the money that I've been saving from all these other deals that we were talking about. Listen, you can shop online or in person for Shady Rays and their entire brand new collection at their location in the Kierland Commons. It's a full stop shop for everything Shady Rays. If I want to get me some of those prescription sunglasses, I can go get that in person Or I can do that online. And if I don't love my Shady Rays because I don't know, I'm psychotic or something, uh, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. That literally means there is no risk when you shop, which is not true when you shop for a lot of other things. And right now, Shady Rays is still, still, right now, still currently running their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. But today is the last day, the 30th. So don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people that is half of the amount of money you can win for az lottery and that's how you connect every single ad read in one boom that's right it's
0: that uh a charlie day where he's putting it all together on the board that's right we don't normally do this but this show has been completely all over the place and i love it so much show that daniel let's go ahead and play the closing time music before we get out of here because what a show because why not okay why not and i guess it is technically closing time on this thirsty thursday guys if you enjoyed the content do us a favor hit that like button leave a five-star review let us know what you enjoy about this podcast also Go to gophnx.com today. Become a right now. diehard, okay? Because with that diehard membership, you're going to get a free t-shirt. You're going to get some phenomenal content and you're going to unlock our diehard discord, which is the place to be if you're an Arizona sports fan. Like I said, if you enjoy the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore son of. You can follow me at anthony underscore tocher You could follow Mr. Ruby here at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K. You could follow DJ Danielle at Abracadanielle on social media. Two things. Go Devils. Peace.